Welcome to episode 17 of the Pucks and Deep podcast, sponsored by Pucks and Deep. Pucks and Deep. It is too hot and I'm really sad. Why are you sad? Because it's very hot. It is pretty hot. There's it was. No it hit. It hit 80 in San Francisco. And that's like the end of the world. It's 100. Should, it shouldn't. You shouldn't be allowed to hit 80 in San Francisco. It's blasphemy. <laughs> it's blasphemy. Okay. Well, um, how much hockey have you watched in the last uh, seven days since I last talked to you? Probably a lot. Not to lie. <laughs> uh, maybe five overtimes worth of hockey. I missed the five overtimes. Oh, Mark. I know. The fourth longest game in NHL history? I missed it. All right. Well, the I... longest game since the Dallas uh, San Jose four overtime game. Sad. Which, uh, fun fact, was one of the first hockey games I ever watched and started my hockey fandom in college. Oh, see, we've uh, we kind of buried the lead here because since episode one, we've been wanting to know how'd you get into hockey and your history of hockey. And we haven't actually gotten around to it because we always find other things to talk about. So is, mm-hmm. is that how you started watching hockey? Yeah, I had some uh, college roommates that were into hockey, and I just it was on, and they all kind of gave up on game six against Dallas because it was late, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to stick this out, and I was the only one left when Sharks ended up losing. <laughs> Fuck you, Brendan Morrow. <laughs> Piece of shit. Uh, okay, well, I didn't actually want to like do this interview, so maybe we'll just do it later. Because we're yeah, not—that's we'll, we'll, that, the joke. We're not supposed to ever do it. Yeah, we'll get to it later. Okay, perfect. Um, all right. So uh, it's August fifteenth. We are into. It's the, hot. It is it's hot. Fucking hot. All right. Are you done? No, it's hot. Okay. I had to turn off my fan in my office. It's real hot. Yes. Uh, it's August fifteenth. We are out of the qualification round of the NHL. Uh, so eight teams went home. Is that right? Goodbye. Yes. Eight teams went home. Um, and those eight teams all had a one in eight chance to get the number one overall pick. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and then there are 16 teams left, and now it's a classic NHL playoff best of seven. Um, yep. So let's talk about the end of the qualification round, if okay. we could. Um, so th- I'm pretty, yeah, so we record on Saturday, and the only game left was the Maple Leafs losing to the Blue Jackets 3-0 in a pretty pitiful effort. Which I called. Sure, and I was wrong again. Yes, you were. Although I have some stats from last week, or I have some stats from last year to prove that I was right about something, but different. You were still wrong about calling the Maple Leafs. Sure, sure, but that's irrelevant. I was right. Um, (laughs) So we're going to talk a lot about Mike Milbury this episode. Oh, great. My uh, favorite subject. Yeah, my favorite subject, too. But at the end of that series, during the handshake line, Milbury basically said that the Maple Leafs don't care about each other and they're a terrible team and they have no grit. And that's why they lost. Not the fact that they shot 2%. The other goalies, stood, both goalies on that team stood on their head. And um, yeah, it did you did you watch the game? I didn't actually. Okay. Well, the Maple Leafs didn't look good, but John Tavares hit the post. I think they hit three posts total, and I did see that part actually. Yeah, I mean, like Cody Cece shot a puck like eighteen feet wide in the end of the that third period. That was hilarious. It was pretty funny, but 
the fact of the matter is, is they got shut out by ridiculous goaltending. Tortorella went back to Corpusallo, as Which you I said. said, as you said, I'll give you credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, uh, it was weird. Cool. They, they were dominant. What was that? Sorry. That's, that's San Francisco traffic in the background. <laughs> I, I have my windows open because it's so damn hot, Alex. Have you heard of air conditioning? Are you familiar with this? No, not in San Francisco. It okay. doesn't exist. Got it. Uh, so. Anyway, um, to be fair, Mers Likens was and is injured, but I didn't know that at the time that the podcast aired. So, Did they did they admit that? They said that? Yeah. Hmm. They have said that Mers Likens is injured. That's too bad. Um, so, yeah, they lost that game. Uh, and then the, the very next day was the draft lottery. Um, yep. To go over briefly... For those that have missed it, the draft lottery uh, basically had a mystery team that was going to be eliminated from the qualification round, get the right to just the number one first overall pick. There was a one in eight chance for the remaining teams. Let's try and do this from memory. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Columbus? Nope. Got yeah. it wrong already. No. Wow. <laughs> Toronto? Minnesota? Once again, hi, Jeff Borkin. Yeah. Hello. Baby two in a hands. Oh, hey, there Jeff. he is. Wow. Jeff says, guess what? Hey, um, I'm scared. So uh, Toronto, Florida, Minnesota, yep. Winnipeg. Yep. Um, Edmonton. Edmonton. Thank you. New York Rangers. Spoiler yep. alert. National Predators. Yep. Oh, God. What's the last one? I may have to look. I don't remember. I may have to look. Oh, no. Oh, uh, the Penguins. Come on. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Come on. The Patrick Marlowe's. Um, Jeff says the fucking Blue Jackets are going all the way. Bay I bay. saw that. And Jeff, if you listen to the fucking podcast, I said that they were going to make it out of the qualifying round. I totally called that and shit. And I said they were not. So I was wrong. Fuck you, Jeff. Um, so. Did you watch the draft lottery? Because they did it differently than they normally do. And I will once again, because I'm an optimist, commend the NHL on how they did it. Um, I did not watch. I watched the replay of it. But I would like to say it is fucking rigged. That ball was heavier than all the other balls. <laughs> so I was. that's why he dropped it. And then it's just like shot straight up in there. Okay. Well, it didn't shoot straight up in there, first off. Um, oh, that's, that's I, not. That's, that's This is. This is a Christian podcast, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, that's not polite. That's um, not very nice. I, I can't, I can't really cover it up easily. Can I? Can I? Can I moderate this comment? Oh no, I can only block him. I'm not going to do that. No, um, don't block him. <laughs> so uh, I was just kidding. It, it was just. It's not a it Christian was, podcast. It was blown. It was. It was blown up that. Okay, so let's let let, let me explain it. Let me explain it. So normally, what the NHL does is they have the the fancy lottery machine, and there's some dude from Ernst and Young who drops the balls into (laughs) block my ass. He says drop drops the balls into the little fancy lottery machine, which has a giant control. It looks like it's from 1975, Um, like it's a fucking Acme bomb. It's pretty funny, and uh, they usually pull four ping pong balls each with a different number zero through nine i think um and then those numbers correspond to a team and they have a giant list of who's you know got what combination of numbers 
Well, yeah. this year, because th that was what they did for the first draft uh, or the first lottery. For the second lottery, they literally had eight ping pong balls in this machine and they came out with a fucking giant briefcase all masked up. And then Jamie and they did this in the NHL studios in Secaucus, New Jersey. And the Ernst and Young guy picked up a ball and showed it to Gary Bettman and was and then Jamie Hirsch, the commentator, was like every single time, eight times. Commissioner Bettman, can you confirm that this is the logo of the Columbus or not Columbus? God damn it. Toronto wow. Maple Leafs. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs, and he said something like, yep, that's the Toronto Maple Leafs, or confirmed Maple Leafs, or something like that. And he did it eight times for eight different teams. And then the guy would take the ball and drop it into the tube. Um, of course, the Rangers ball, the guy dropped into the tube, and then, oh shit, before he could have the, the, the guy confirm it, commissioner, so we pulled it out, and then showed it to Bettman, and then Bettman confirmed it, then he dropped it like the rest of them. Now, of course, the Rangers had a one in eight chance of winning. So, of course, the Rangers, because that's the only ball that dropped, won the lottery. Twitter was aflame. Now, because this with... was a clear machine and the logo was on three or four, three or four sides, you could see which ball was which. And in slow motion, it was not like the Rangers went straight to the top, which, by the way, if it was heavier, it would go to the bottom. But, I think the best part about that is the Toronto Maple Leafs ball. So, like the cylinder, it was like it was almost like a triangle a cone, that like went know. into the yeah a cone that went into the tube. Yep. And the Toronto Maple Leafs ball went up into the cone, did a double bounce. I think even the fucking Penguins ball <laughs> came up and almost hit it up into the tube, but it did a double bounce and then fell back out and as soon as it fell out the rangers yeah it like swept in from the back right into like swept yeah. in from the back it, it was you should look at it it was crazy that being it was insane I, I, okay if it's rigged first off they did a very good job because i don't know how that could actually it's be rigged. fucking magnets alex okay that, magnets no because you can watch as the balls go randomly and it looked pretty freaking random to me so we're going to have to have physicist, conspiracy theorist Eugene pipe in on the next podcast and tell us how that it was, in fact, rigged. Uh, the different theories I've heard are magnets, weight, uh, temperature. It was frozen. So that's why he slipped out of his hands. It's all ridiculous. The entire thing's ridiculous. If the NHL rigged stuff, they would do things a lot different. They would have had Toronto win it. Um, but how do you feel about the Rangers winning? I mean... They get fucking Kako last year, and now they're getting Alexi Lafreniere. Um, good for Lafreniere, though. He's going to an up-and-coming team that is probably going to make the playoffs next year, so they're not really a bottom feeder. Um, and he gets to live in New York um, his rookie season. Mm -hmm. So um, I think he, I think it's safe to say that he lucked out pretty I, great there. I would agree. And um, um, being able to play with Zabinijad and Panarin right. on the same line. So let's talk about this for a second. will be absolutely Mark, ridiculous. I have some questions for you. Okay. Do you, are you familiar with the, the standings from the regular season last year? Do you know, do you know the point totals? No. So uh, you can probably guess number one and number two. At the bottom or at the top? The top uh, for individual players. Oh, point getters yes. for this current season. The, the regular season, 1920. 
uh, I think Panarin's up there. McKinnon. Panarin's number three. Drysidle's oh, uh, number one. Dreisaitl's McDavid's one. number yeah. two. What position yeah. do they play? Center. Number three is Panarin. What position does he play? Right wing. Left wing. Left wing. What position does Alexi Lafreniere play? Left wing. Left wing. The They're Rangers the right. are literally the only team in the entire league that doesn't need a franchise left winger. Even like, okay, Ovechkin's a right winger, but like, I, I guess you could make the, no, sorry, uh, Ovechkin's a left winger. Even the, left winger. the Capitals, I could make an argument that they should get a franchise left wing. They are the only team that has a left wing in his prime who is a franchise-caliber player. I say they trade the pick. Trade the fucking pick. They don't need it. You know, it, it has been talked about them possibly trading the pick. Trade the pick. All right, Keith, you need to, to hop in here and tell us why they, they shouldn't trade the pick. But um, they now have a, a, a goalie. They have multiple defensemen, some of which are good, some of which are bad, like Tony D'Angelo. And they have a left wing. Uh, Chris Kreider's their second-line left wing. They just signed him for like four more years. They don't True. need Alexi Lafreniere. They should trade it to Ottawa or Montreal. What does Ottawa have to offer? Offer though the Besides third like pick and the fifth pick. Oh, you think they would offer three and five and something else? And what, Chris Tierney? Ah, love me some Chris Tierney. <laughs> the Cobra. But, the Cobra. <laughs> but I think that's what they should do. Because it, it, they have no use for him, and I'm not going to say it, they have no use for him, but it'd be a smart move. It, because it, they are they're on the they're a bubble team already. Yeah, maybe maybe a second second line centerman, third line centerman. Yeah, um, and one top four D away from making a pretty decent maybe a second or third round. They need more defense, run. so they should they should get another defender. Adam Fox is not. I mean, Fox is amazing. They need someone else other than Adam Fox. I'm really sad that they trade Brady Shea. Sure, they they can re-sign Brady Shea. He's in the uh, UFA. True. Yeah. True, true. Uh, the problem there, and this is unfortunate, is Lundqvist. Because they ben have, Smith. They have Ben Smith. That's a callback. Um, Lundqvist. They have three goalies. Lundqvist is on their cap for another two years. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. But Jeff Gordon, as I have said many times, is the best GM in the league. He's also the luckiest GM in the league, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, it's also good for the NHL that the Rangers do well because it's all related to hockey-related revenue. and Big market team. It's a big market team, and they make a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. So if it was rigged, they picked a good team, although the Maple Leafs would have been better because it's not rigged. All right. Good in for your the Rangers. Face, Eugene. Yeah. It's not rigged. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I'm going to get such an angry message from oh, that. No question. Uh, okay. I wish the Wild would have gotten it, but, you know, Rangers. They don't fine. deserve nice things because it's Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? Okay. <clears throat> I shouldn't do accents. I wanted to yeah, say one thing. Uh, Liam Foodie. He is, plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm sure he's best friends with Jeff Borkwin. Yeah, he got his first ever playoff point before playing in his first ever playoff game. Because, because the qualifying round, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. 
So I remember how I was optimistic and positive about the NHL. It was just dumb. So I just wanted to say that. All right. Okay. Now, speaking of the qualification round, Mark, I don't know because Hockey Fights didn't have this information, but would you say – how many fights would you say would be in the qualifying uh, We the already talking about this last week. And I'm, care, I'm giving you stats, Mark, because I'm right. Oh, can we just move on and no. talk about no. actual things that matter? No. Uh, no. How many fights were in the first seven round? Seven fights. Uh, I actually don't know the number. In oh, the, my God. <laughs> but how many fights were in the first – in all of the playoffs last year? This is actually – you can probably name two of them if you think about it. Four. Three. One okay. of them was Ovechkin one-punching Svechnikov and knocking him out. Yes. One of them was Evander Kane fighting Ryan Reeves because he's a bitch. Yeah. Ryan Reeves. Um, oh, yeah. Dustin says, Alex, think he's right. What a shock. Dustin, I am right about this one, so screw you. The third one was Zach Wierenski fighting Braden Point. Those were the only three fights in the playoffs last year. And there have already been three fights in the first round this year, and there were way more fights, over 10, uh, I think, in the uh, qualification round. Therefore, I am right. There's been more fighting this year. I'm right about something. He's giving me a thumbs up. This is an audio podcast with a video component. All right. Let's move on. Um... (laughs) So the first round starts and the second game in the first, you can stop with the thumbs up, please. I feel uncomfortable. The first, should. <laughs> the first or the second game in the first round was Columbus, Tampa Bay. Yep. Columbus is clearly the worst team here, but they once again, Corpusallo <laughs> is just standing on his head. It was incredible. Jeff in shambles right now. It was incredible fucking hockey. Um, <laughs> I miss this Trammell. <laughs> My mom says it's the vid making them nuts. I love it. I love it. Um, hi mom. Man, I turned red real fast. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, uh, it's the heat, Mrs. Trammell. The heat. I don't know if it's hot in Toronto and Edmonton. So, so that game went to right five now. overtimes. I watched a lot of it kind of while I was working on the side. It was it was really good. The hockey was fast up till like the third and a half overtime, which is insane because they played six and a half minutes or six and a half periods of hockey at that point. Do we talk st- about Seth Jones? Yeah, go ahead. Playing what was it? Fifty-eight minutes. Sixty-four. 64 and they asked him how he felt at, in a press the press conference game. and he said i feel okay i feel fine i feel fine yeah the legs were getting a little tired there but i was fine what the I feel fuck fine. i bet you he couldn't play a uh a, a, you know four header in ice oasis though and we've done that i don't know if you on have. that ice i have hell no yeah it was wuss seth jones I, we're clearly in better shape you than know seth who jones. could Brandon Dillon. That's true because he is a professional. He on, yeah, he skated on that ice. Professional on that ice. So, Mike Milbury was the color commentator for this game, and after the game, he takes this picture with a cell phone from the 1970s, while shaking of the CN Tower, and he tweets this out. I assume you saw this, Mark. I did not actually. Oh my God! All right. Uh, You should look at the picture first. It was pretty incredible, but I'm going to read the tweet for you. Okay. 
on another worldly night, not on a worldly night or whatever, on another on another worldly night, Space Needle is an appropriate black black uh, Jesus backdrop. Insane Columbus TB game. God bless both teams for great effort. Enough, though. I believe we should end these games sooner via three on three or shootout after a time. What do you think? There is so much to this tweet. It's incredible. I think my three-year-old niece could take a better picture than that. Oh, my God. The picture, he spelled out Columbus, but not Tampa Bay. He wrote on another worldly night. He says, what do you think? Space Needle. Space Needle. There's so much. Oh, and the fact that he thinks that they should go to three-on-three or a shootout. So I saw this, and I immediately thought, what a fucking idiot. But I'm pretty sure Mike Milbury is the greatest troll of the hockey generation. Like, that is incredible trolling. I think he's just a straight-up moron. There's no way he's that stupid. I it, mean... It, it's, maybe there is. <laughs> God damn it. All right, we'll get into more have Mike Milbury seen, there. Have you seen our country for the past uh, four years? It, I mean, the dude literally did There's, beat someone with a shoe. There are some stupids so out there, it, including me and you. Let's be let's be equal opportunity uh, morons here. I'm a I'm a brilliant person. Just ask my mom, right, mom? Please please respond positively. The silence is deafening. <laughs> so, um, the Columbus Tampa Bay series has been interesting. Uh, it is currently tied one one uh, between Columbus and Tampa Bay. Uh, Aren't they playing right now? They or might be they playing. Play they might be playing right now. Uh, yeah, they're playing right now. And uh, I believe it's 3-2 Tampa. Um, but it's loading. Uh, it's done. It's done? Tampa one. Yeah, 2-1 Tampa. Oh, see, my mom says right. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Um, you can't protect him forever, Miss Trimmel. <laughs> so that series is really interesting. It's like the boring turtle team. Sorry, Jeff. With the offensive juggernaut, uh, Hedman didn't play any qualification games and came in and played like forty-five minutes. Well, he on that played crazy a qualification game. game. He fucked up his ankle. Oh, did he play in one of the games? Right, yeah, he got injured. Stamkos is not playing. Uh, Braden Point looks like a god. The goal that Braden Point scored in five overtimes to end it was really, really nice. Excuse me. Um, go Tampa. Uh, my mom says anytime. So. Okay, then we have the Carolina-Boston series, um, which is currently uh, 2-1 Boston. There's a lot to unpack here. There is a lot to unpack here. First, let's talk about the refs. Sure. Because cool. apparently there's there's been a lot of talk about the refs and really bad calls during this Carolina series. I haven't. Against s- Carolina. Um, wow. That is a hell of a take, Dustin. What did he say? Jackets are not boring. Cam Atkinson is the greatest American of all time after Joe Pavelski. And greatest American all time are all capitalized. <laughs> um, all right. First off, how many anyway. points does Cam Atkinson have? Second, no, that's insane. Let's let's move on to the next. Hi, Dustin. Next. Good, to talk, good to see you or talk to you. 
Okay. Carolina, Boston. I don't think the officiating has been any worse in this series than the rest of poor NHL. I mean, it's been it's been bad. It's been bad. But they've all, all been bad. It's really hard for them to. Do. I'm gonna drink water real quick. There was a there was a winter is coming. Well, there was a bunch of calls that were like Tyler Bozak taken out. Uh, that was in a different series. Yeah, I know, but I'm just talking about like all around, like widespread. The refing has been really bad, but I, but the refing's always really bad, so this isn't new. But yeah, I guess so. Okay, let's talk about what happened today then. In the yes, series. so a couple things happened today. First, uh, Andrei Svechnikov, who's now the Hurricanes' number one left wing, got tangled up with Chara and inadvertently broke himself. And it looks like it a was, knee or an ankle. It, was, it looked gruesome. It looked so gross. Svechnikov is done, uh, which sucks because he's awesome. Because he was great for that team. Yeah, really, really, really good. So he's done. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, also, Tuka Rask sent out this like press release saying that he is leaving the bubble and he's opting out of the rest of the games uh, to be with his family because there's some sort of he actually didn't explain why, but there's, people assume there's some sort of family emergency. It's It's been mixed reports. There have been like people who said, like, it's a family emergency. And then some people are like, that guy's a fucking hack. He doesn't cool. know that it's an actual family emergency. So I mean, one can do both. Yeah. Uh, but apparently the, the story was that he was already uncomfortable going into the bubble being away from his family because he has, I think, a newborn and two young kids. Um, and. Think he felt the pressure to come in because Boston's a huge favorite and he wanted to be here for his team. And he tried it out for a couple of weeks and probably was like, you know what? I need to be with my family. And you can't really fault nope. someone Got, for that. And this is one of the many reasons why I approved of the bubble because you had a opt out, which was non, you couldn't be punished for, for opting out. Now, of course the fan base already hates him in Boston and they've hated him for years for no apparent reason. At least in my mind. So I mean, at the end of the day, it. it's a job. Yeah, well, it's you a job where you your... make a lot of money. Yeah, but it's it's you know if you have to pick your job or your family, which one would you pick? Your job, Mark. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, one thing that hasn't been reported that I have I, I remember is l- earlier this season he took like a three or four day leave of absence to be with his family. So something's been going on for a while. I hope everything's yeah. okay uh, with Tuca and his family. Okay, now for the controversial part about this whole thing. Your boy, Mike Milbury. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, during one of the intermission things, whatever, where they were talking about Tuca leaving the bubble and Milbury goes on a rant. I don't know the exact words of it, but it was something like, other people don't want to be here, but no one is left. If I was Rask, I wouldn't have left. Some kind of bullshit like that. Um, pretty much him being like, if there was a school shooting, I would run into the building and you know tackle the guy myself. But then go down and look at bunkers when there are protesters happening out there. <laughs> that dude is just he. He's a he's trolling masterfully. I I've, I'm convinced he has to be. He just the shit that he says is incredible. Also, Jack Edwards, the play-by-play uh, announcer for the Bruins, tweeted this about Svechnikov. Yep. Oh, well, we were. I was going to get to oh, that. Sorry, I sorry, about sorry. The Milbury thing first. Milbury. Uh, that's hilarious, and Milbury's an idiot, or he's okay. a troll. 
Go now ahead. to the now to the other drama involved in this game, and it's Jack Edwards' comments on the Shvetsikov injury. Go ahead, Alex. From Jack Edwards, seven hours ago. What NBC hasn't shown yet regarding the unfortunate injury to Sveshnikov, the Carolina wing playing hobby horse, riding Chara on the back apron of the goal. You poke the bear, you take your chances. No one wanted to see Svechnikov hurt. No one wants to see Svechnikov hurt, but he bit off more than he could chew. So this the- isn't the first time Edwards has come out for someone getting injured and being like, Oh, I didn't want to see him injured, but he deserved it, essentially, is what he's saying. And uh, was it Sharks legend? Oh, Roman God. Polak. Roman Polak, yes. Earlier, While he earlier was this getting season. stretchered out. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, you know the best part said, about this? He said it was hockey karma coming back to Roman Polak while he was getting stretchered out. The best part is I'm pretty sure I, I watched the replay of this entire clip. It wasn't Andrei Svechnikov who was messing with Chara. It was absolutely Chara. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't Svechnikov messing with Chara before this. Oh, gotcha. It was Aho messing with Chara. And then Chara did nothing wrong. Chara just kind of stood there. Like, I think Chara is a dirty fucking player. Yep. He gets away with a lot of stuff because he's huge and he's Chara. And he appears to be a really good guy off the ice, for the record. Most hockey players do, but him in particular. This was accidental. There's no way Char did this on purpose unless he has a third arm, which he like spun. He, he most likely does. Well, have a third arm. Uh, my mom's on the, that man the stream. That um, man is ginormous. <laughs> um, but Aho got tied up with him. Jack Edwards is a fucking hack. And one of the greatest things I've ever seen in hockey, hockey lore is Jack Edwards comparing a bunch of Boston Bruins to a bunch of revolutionaries on like Boston day. Or do you know that clip I'm talking about? No, but I'll, I don't I'll, ever want to see that. It's hilarious. No, don't forward it. It's like, it's like a bunch of ragtag people on 300 years before the, the revolutionary war bunch. They've put down interlopers. It's, it's hilarious. Jack oh Edwards God. is the worst. Um, all right. Let's talk about a different series. Um, Please. Washington and Long Island boring boring series uh it hasn't been that boring actually it's been kind of boring um there's a lot of barry trotz stuff uh apparently the the writers all tell me that the capitals hated playing for barry trotz does that sound right to you that doesn't sound right to me interesting But, but the multiple podcasts i've listened to have all and things i've read all kind of imply that the the vast majority of the Capitals hated Barry Trotz. I actually haven't heard that. Yeah, it seemed kind of weird. Regardless, the Islanders are winning 2-0, um, which it's is... It's because Reardon can't adjust. He's well, not adjusting the system at all. And, and Trotz knows out-coached. these players. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel bad because... it's <laughs> The Capitals are another team where I like so many of their players, but they have a couple of just raging pieces of shit, and it doesn't bother me, and I don't know why. I... I I'm, it's, I'm inconsistent. I admit it. Um, and Backstrom has been injured that whole series because of a hit by Anders Lee at the yeah. start of the mm-hmm. series. So it's been a lot of rough stuff. A lot of Tom Wilson. Horse, horse shit. Yeah, it was, it was a bad hit. Agreed. It was a really bad hit. Um, and then, of course, you have Philly and Montreal. Um, 
which is tied. I think that series has been great. Yeah, it's tied one one. Uh, the Canadians shut out the the Flyers five nothing in game two. What the hell? They pulled they pulled Carter Hart for giving up a bunch of goals. What, what the hell? I it's, mean Montreal's Montreal's a sleeper, but um, I love Philip Deneau, we, dude. We have to we have to talk about uh, Claude Julian. Uh, oh yeah, to the emergency I completely room. forgot about that. Um, with chest pain, so they have someone else coaching right now. One of the assistant coaches is taking over. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Crap. Uh, Mike Mark. It'll come to me. But the best part about this, during the press conference announcing this, saying that the Canadians um, have a new coach. Did you see what Mark Bergevin, their GM, said? about him no um 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 um, i gotta find it he basically said sorry this guy doesn't speak french you have to deal with it right now well that's fair because for some reason every single canadian's coach needs to be able to speak french or it's fucking blasphemy for them kirk muller is his name um I, I read that and I'm just like, are you serious? Like, you really have to explain this? Like, the guy doesn't speak French. This is I understand that you're if you're a bilingual province, then everyone should speak English. And I'm I'm pretty sure most the vast majority of people speak English. But it was just it was crazy. Um, but it's it's very interesting the whole francophone thing in in Montreal. Uh, they're playing great. Philip Deneau is a goddamn champion. Shea Thomas Weber, Thomas Tatar looks awesome. Shea Weber looks great. Carey Price looks like he's rejuvenated, non-injured. Carey Price again. He is actually killing it right now. Yeah, it, he's like the best goalie in the in the tournament right well, now. Besides Jonas Corposalo. Yeah, but like seriously, ridiculous. I think he's posting something like a nine six four save percentage. That I don't know. It's that, that ridiculous. Sounds, that sounds wrong. Really? It's big. It's Bigly. Bigly? I had him picked for Vesna this year, by the way. 954. <laughs> 954. Nine, that was 0.10 off. is 962. I mean, they're both playing amazing. In six games. Uh, it's it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but Jonas Corpusalo has like 50 more minutes than Carey Price because you want to score played five overtimes. What was it? 83 saves or 85, 80, 85 saves? saves? I believe it was just insane. Like I, I don't understand. It's, it's super. That game was amazing. Fourth yeah. longest game in history. Okay. Let's talk about the West Chicago and Vegas. Who are playing right now. There's a uh, two, about 220 left in the third. Uh, Vegas is up 2-1, so it looks like they're going to take a 3-0 lead in this series. Yeah. Uh, which isn't really like I'm not really surprised. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is a powerhouse and Chicago actually surprised, but it just shows how bad Edmonton is right now. That uh like Patrick Kane's pretty much been invisible all series. Yeah, so it's Alex, weird. Alex Debrinkit hasn't been doing anything either. He, um yeah. Uh Robin Leonard is in goal and has been playing really well. Yeah. Actually, Flower started tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Re- really? Yeah, but uh, Patrick was their first game. He wasn't their second game. He's playing in this game. Um, I mean, Vegas is going to be hard to beat, which is unfortunate because I don't want to see DeBoer succeed. 
with Vegas. Um, I hate Steve Spot more than any coach I've met or had the pleasure of watching in my whole life. Um, Have you met Steve Spot? No, I did not meet Steve Spot. Okay, okay. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, more than, I hate him more than Brian Shaw. And that's saying a lot because Shaw was awful with McClellan. Awful. Um, Arizona and Colorado. Uh, I watched some of this series today. Um, it's currently 2-1 uh, Avalanche. Yeah. Um, Darcy Kemper, not Auntie Ranta, is playing. Yeah. And out of his mind. It's incredible. Out of his mind. Uh, also, the goaltending has been amazing this whole playoffs, honestly. Like Pavel Frankuz is playing for the Avalanche, which is weird and doing really well. What happened to? I, do, I actually don't know. I have not done my research on that. Um, shame on me. But uh, it it was pretty good hockey. Also, the Coyotes jerseys are beautiful. Well, they play they they played in the uh, Kachina jerseys um, during the qualifier. They they're still in the Kachina jerseys. Oh, they are. Yes. They're beautiful. I have I have one. Really? Yeah. Oh, a vendor I found it at a at a flea market in Los Angeles. There you go. A vendor uh, from at work just sent me a hockey jersey because we were talking about hockey, and they're like, "Oh, we'll send you one." And I'm like, "I don't want it." A Toledo Walleyes jersey. Ooh. ECHL affiliate of the Grand Rapids Griffins, which is the AHL affiliate of the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So yeah, Toledo, Ohio, Toledo Walleyes. Um, they had a, like a Harry Potter themed jersey, which looked pretty cool, but I, they didn't send me that one. Lame. Um, maybe I'll That's wear. Still it. very nice of them. Yeah, uh, I'll wear it next week unless it's a thousand degrees. It's too hot. It's yeah. Too hot. It's too hot. Um, Vancouver, St. Louis. This is the speed versus grit series. The young versus the old. You uh, know what's great about this series? Everyone else is realizing that St. Louis is a bunch of fucking dirty pieces of shit. That's it. Oh, that, did I get it right? It. Yes. I did. did. Yay. See, because I'm right sometimes, not, Jeff. And they're not Dustin. letting St. Louis get away with all of their bullshit. And it's becoming very obvious to everyone else that if they're getting called on their shit, they're not that good of a team. They have to play dirty to win. That's just their game. Fuck St. And Louis. It's bullshit. Um, except for a couple of their players, which seem cool, but fuck the rest of them. Um, also, Jordan Bennington, not that good. No, he's playing like he was in the AHL. Good for Ooh. him because Harsh. he's a piece of shit. What? Hate that team. Wow, a lot of hatred here. Yeah, except I like Ryan. How Ryan O'Reilly plays the game. I don't I... like him being a drunk and crashing into a Tim Hortons. How dare you? But... He just got nominated for having being the most sportsmanly like player he's a very good sportsman and he also has the weirdest fucking stick i've ever seen in my life yeah it's literally like it's a sh- straight and then like the little tip is curved like this don't talk about look, his curved tip. looks like look like jeff's penis <laughs> all right well luckily vancouver's winning two nothing um yeah it's it's like the the refs are calling what they normally would and and the blues and it's, are just, it's great yeah it's great um so fuck the blues go canucks but i hope anton Russell gets injured something non-permanent and not life-threatening dude can we talk about Borho- bo horvat real quick you can talk about the whore man he is just 
popping off right now. Yeah, he's pretty good. Absolutely beautiful goal. Oh, God, what happened? <gasps> My mom just said I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> mom, Jeff is nice. And I've never seen his penis. He's lying. I haven't. <laughs> anyway. I've heard many locker rooms with the man, but... Um, he had a beautiful goal last game. Yeah, he's Absolutely like a beautiful. grindy player, but has has been scoring some nice goals. Brock Besser has been kind of invisible. Um, those trade rumors may have gotten to him. Uh, I'll take Besser. All, all as I will as in the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, does he play left wing? We need a left winger. I think he does, but um, he he's got great hair. I, I know not as great as mine. Well, sure. But he, he's going to uh, – his cap hits a little too high, I think. Okay. And the Sharks don't have cap space. Okay. And then um, the last series is uh, Dallas and Calgary. What? Sorry. I was, I was looking at your mother's comment. Oh, yeah. But, Alex, you did not make the mark. I know. Mark did. Yes. I know. Mark. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, Dallas and Calgary. There is so much douche in this series. Yeah, there's a lot. It's there is a lot. Incredible. It's just ridiculous. Um, uh, Kachuk got injured. Thank. Uh, is it bad that I was? I just said thank well, God. Like the guy's got, such a rat. He got screwed in the nuts by Jamie well, Ben, though. And that wasn't that cool. No, it was not. <laughs> and then he got like sandwiched I after can't, that. Sorry, I can't believe my mom just typed about Jeff's penis. Mom, stop talking about this. <laughs> Please. Move on. Um, yeah, Jamie Ben got speared or speared him in the nuts. Not cool by Jamie Ben. But this is a very genitalia focused podcast. Um, but Kachuk is such a dick. Like he goes out. He makes Corey Perry look good. How is that possible? Wow. Like Corey Perry. I mean, doesn't... They, fought, they fought each other cool like great good for perry for taking one of their best players out but like i i just i just don't i just don't understand like he goes out every single shift and if he's near the net um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god My mom says, I diapered two boys. You think penises bother me? (laughs) Mom, please, please drop it. (laughs) Please stop. (laughs) I don't want to know where this goes. (laughs) Or not driving down down this rabbit hole. Um, But yeah, like Kachuk goes out of his way to be a dick every single shift. And it, it pisses me off. And it's really frustrating because he's a very talented player. And that game that, that where he got hurt, uh, was that game two? Yeah. He, like, went back and forth to the locker room, like, six times. It was crazy. Oh, my mom says, okay, she'll drop it. <laughs> Thank God. Mom, think about some questions to ask us later at the end of the podcast. Every, all other viewers as well. Uh, all four of you. They played. Um, they played three games, right? And yes. I think Cal- Calgary's up two one right now. Correct. Calgary's I up two one. I think. 
as much as I want Dallas to win, I just don't think they have the offense for it. I really don't know what happened to Ben. Like he is just a completely different player this year. Probably the hip surgery. He slowed down. He just man. hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He just I, hasn't Sagan's recovered. has been kind of invisible too. Yeah. Um, um, I saw Joe Pavelski is not. I mean, Joe Pavelski, I don't think it was going to work out anyways. But he, Joe Pavelski is a man of the system. He's been playing pretty well. And like he scored a really nice goal in overtime. Um, but Sagan's, I think, the guy that needs to be doing more, and he isn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they still have, like, Miro Haskinen is – he's such a good defenseman. So he's good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, yeah. And that's Dallas and Calgary, and it's just – there's so many dicks in that series. Oh, God, talk about dicks again. So many rats in that series. So many pests in that series. Like, we haven't even talked about Milan Lucic somehow, who's playing – Okay, and he's making like a positive. Di- okay, I'm not saying he's making a positive difference. He's making an improvement to the team to help them win, but it just—it's so difficult to cheer for either team because like else? Zach Ronaldo, Zach Ronaldo, uh, Sam Bennett, Sam. Oh God, Sam! I loved, I loved past tense Sam Bennett. Uh, Hathaway isn't on that team anymore. No, he's not. Um. um Mangiopani? Yeah, he's not bad. Uh, Mom, we'll get to that in a second. We, we already talked about that. We can talk about that again for you. Always with the Islanders. Yeah, my mom, my mom likes the Islanders. Uh, I'll, I'll explain something more about the Islanders at the end of the podcast. So, so yeah, um, that's I, – I don't know. It, it's really hard to like that series and to root for either team. I like Joe Pavelski a lot, but – it's pretty low event for, hockey also. Do it for Rupe Hintz. Rupe Hintz is awesome. Also, great name. And Dickinson. Jason Dickinson? I'm yeah. done talking about dicks. Uh, <laughs> and Andrew Cogliano. No, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I don't like Andrew Cogliano. Um, so there, those are all the series. Um, one more time. You want to make some predictions? Sure on how they're going to come out. So let's start with that one, the Calgary-Dallas one. Uh, unfortunately, I think Calgary wins. Calgary wins. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if Dallas takes another game from them. I think it might win. be 4-1, but nah. if not, in said, 6. Yeah, Dallas in 6. I agree. Um, Vegas and Colorado. Sorry, Vegas Which, and Chicago. Vegas might sweep, honestly. Yeah. Um, um, maybe, hopefully, Chicago takes one. They take one the next game. But, uh, Vegas in 5. Yeah. Colorado, Arizona. Uh, I think Colorado in six. I say Colorado in five. I think Arizona's won our only game. Won their only game. And I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Vancouver's going to sweep St. Louis. I would love that. I know I would love that more than anything. I just want you to say that I'm right. That's why. Um, I still think uh, Vancouver in six. Okay. Uh, Over on the east, Philly and Montreal. I want Philly in seven. I think Philly in seven as well. Uh, but I say Montreal wins. I don't know why, but I do. I've just, uh, I've always been a Clutch Roof fan. And I a know, Jake I know. Jake Warchuk <laughs> fan. So. Pigeon. Um, Tampa Bay and Columbus. 2-1 uh, Tampa Bay currently. Don't piss off Borkwin. God damn it. I'm, we've already talked about Borkwin enough today. Columbus in seven. Ooh, Tampa in five. 
boom. Wow. Boom. They are so much better than Columbus. I'm sorry. So much better. Just watch five minutes of any game and the shots will be 3-1 Tampa. It's insane. They're so much better. Tortorella will make adjustments. Yeah, okay, great. Corpusala's legs are going to fall off. <laughs> the dude is playing out of his fucking mind. But then but then that's when Merge Likens comes back and he takes his turn at Yeah, apparently at being a god. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Um Boston and Carolina. Boston without their starting goalie, Carolina without their best arguably their yeah, best scorer. Yeah, but their backup goalie is Jarl Halak, mm-hmm. who is a playoff god um when it comes to goaltending. Um, but Pasternak did not play this game either. Correct. He he uh, sat out. They didn't say why. They just said health reasons or unfit to play or whatever. Um, I still like Carolina's chances. Ooh. I'm going to say Carolina in seven. Boston in seven. Uh, and I mean, I just Carolina's defense just makes my PP hard. Stop talking about PP. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They just it just does. God they damn have it. such they have such a great defensive core. I'm already thinking about the name of this episode, and I don't I don't want to know what I want to name it. Like, it's, stop thinking it. Stop talking about PPs. It's gonna be something about dicks. It's gonna be like dicks, 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 or something. Um, Islanders and Capitals. Wait, hold on. Let's. We have some time. Can we talk about the Canes back end, please? I am happy to talk about the back end as opposed to the front end. We're talking a lot about the front end. We can talk about the back end. Jake Slavin. Brett Pesci. Injured. Jake Gardner. You're missing the big one. Sammy Vonden. Nope. Dougie Hamilton. There it is. Brady Shea. TVR. Not playing. And I'm, I'm missing one more. Yeah, because he doesn't matter. But still, that's they, eight. They have the that's best. Eight. They have the best defense in the league. There's no question. It, it was the Predators for a while. The Predators are still really good. Um, but they were better with PK Subban. No matter how bad PK Subban is now, it the Sharks had a chance at one point. Uh, but now they're bad because the entire team is bad and Vlasic is bad. Uh, but no, it's there's no question. It's the the Hurricanes. They're incredible. They're really, really, really good. Um, the problem with the Hurricanes is their goaltending. Peter Morazic is not a good goalie. I'm sorry. No, he's a nut. He's insane. He slides all over the place. He's just bad. So if the Hurricanes can get a good goalie, they have great offense. Or not great, but they have good offense. Svechnikov I mean, and Ajo is going to... They're going to keep getting maniac. better. Teravainen, too. Teravainen's great. They're awesome. But um, Greg McKegg. My favorite player. Yeah, no one cares about Greg McKegg. Uh, am I wrong? I mean, great name. Uh, sure. How many of those defensemen are signed next year? Uh, that I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that at the end of the season. Um, you can look it up. Okay, Mom. Islanders and Capitals, the last series. It is currently 2 nothing Islanders. Okay, so there's a couple storylines in this uh, series. The coach of the Capitals, when they won the Stanley Cup, Barry Trotz, is now the coach of the Islanders. Um, And all their D is signed through next year. 
Really? Yeah. All Hayden Flurry is the last defenseman, and he is playing. Jesus. They're really good. So um, the Islanders and Barry Trotz play a very boring defensive system. They have a couple of good offensive players and a couple of okay defensive players and very good goaltending. And they will just basically shut down and go into a, a, you know, trap and a cocoon and not let any goals in. And then as soon as the other team lets in an opportunity, they will counterpunch and they will go and try and score. And that could be a little exciting, but that happens like twice a game. The number of their goals on power play or sorry, on breakaways is really, really high, but they don't really score any other goals. They score goals on the power play and on the breakaway. And that's basically it. And the Capitals um, are getting a little older. Ovechkin still is flying around like a maniac and shooting like crazy. But their best playmaker, Nick Backstrom, is hurt. Um, And their defense isn't as good. They have a really good defenseman, John Carlson, who's okay. He was kind of hurt. Yeah, he was kind of hurt. Brennan Dillon is uh, playing on their... He's like their second or third best defenseman, which you know is not good. Um, no matter how much you like Brennan Dillon and they just look a little out of it. Um, the assistant coach when they won the, uh, the Washington Capitals assistant coach when they won the Stanley cup, his name is Todd Reardon and he is, um, what's it called? He's the new, uh, head coach and he's just getting out coached by his former boss, uh, Barry Trotz. So the Islanders are currently winning two, nothing, uh, my mom says, oi, uh, <laughs> oi is right. Uh, my, um, not my mom. Sorry. The Islanders are currently winning two nothing and they will most likely play the Bruins or hurricanes next round and will probably lose to the Bruins or hurricanes because the hurricanes have better defense and the Bruins have better offense. Um, but we'll see. So if the Islanders do win, which Islanders I, in six, by the way. Yeah, uh, I say Capitals in seven. I say the Capitals figure their shit out. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Holtby's kind of hot and cold. Yeah, Holtby's very hot and cold. But I, I really like the Capitals, except for Radko Gudis and Tom Wilson. Okay. <laughs> um, going back to the Hurricanes real quick, a uh, defenseman I forgot is Joel Edmondson. Oh, my God. Um, everyone they have nine defensemen signed? signed? Yes. So nine? The only free agents that they're going to have after the 2021 season. Oh, actually, no. How does this work? Never mind. They're UFAs. Okay, so the the people that they are going to be UFAs at the end of the season are Joel Edmondson, Sammy Bonin, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. So TVR is um, gone. Hayden Fleury is an RFA, so he is definitely getting re-signed. They also have um, Gustav Forsling in the minors right now. He's so that's good. just – he's decent. He's sure. a decent six, six or seven. Sure. Um, I, I actually think they re-signed Joel Edmondson um, just because he's big and physical, and that's something that they lack um, on their blue line. I don't think Vats is coming back. He has not been good since Vats. Anaheim, honestly. Yeah, on a first-name yeah. basis. Okay. Yeah, um, and TVR is gone. Yeah. Sharks should sign TVR. I like TVR. Me. Sure. Um, I like Forsling better than TVR. Sure. So uh, that's all the series. Those are our predictions. 
Um, we have a couple other things to talk about. Okay. Um, have you been paying attention to my RVH versus VH holes? I mean, we talked about it last episode. Yeah, but have you been noticing there's been more goals scored with the RVH shoulder hole? No. Okay, well... I, I don't think there have been There have been more three after or four. we talked about it. Really? Three, yeah, it's crazy. It's really weird. <sighs> um, it's fascinating. I'm not the only person who's noticed it now. A couple people have written articles about it. But, um, yeah, uh, the RVH is the better way to play, but it has not been working well. Um for goalies in these playoffs. Uh, any questions from our multiple viewers? It may just be my mom at this point. Two viewers, which is me and... Uh, it says we, have, says we have three. Um, oh. Yeah, someone's watching on Twitch. Uh, oh, the other thing. We didn't talk about Dan's question from last week, so let's go to that. Oh, yes, yes. Dan yes. asked, what about regional bubbles to start the... Uh, season next year okay a couple things first we didn't mention the fact that the bubble is still holding strong and there have been zero positive tests in the entire nhl since the middle of phase three which is the previous phase which was basically the middle of july so it's been a whole month where it's it's great i hope it continues i hope they're doing well um everyone that has been interviewed or asked now that eight teams have left the bubble have said great things about the bubble the Toronto Maple Leafs goal, third string goalie, Kasku something finish, it's from Minnesota. Um, he was doing, he did eight vlogs because um, he wasn't playing and <laughs> it was awesome. And then he did a, a final blog about like a vlog about him going home and his adorable little daughter like met him at the gate of the airport. It was really cute. Um, and he's a he's vegan for reasons he explained in the video for better or for worse. And they like went to Taco Bell and got stuff fresco style. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, he he said that he won't necessarily miss the bubble, but he's glad he did it. And it was an amazing experience. And he was there for like two weeks. I think it was 11 days or something like that. The bubble is just going to get smaller and smaller. And the next kind of dangerous point is. Bringing the families in, which won't happen for another two rounds. So should should be okay. Um, All right. Next year, regional bubbles. So I don't really know how they do this. There are so many different ways to do it about next season. They've talked about doing it in starting in December or January um, and then ending in June, like the normal time, just be a shortened season. Uh, the problem with multiple regional bubbles, I think is cost. This has got to cost a boatload of money. Oh, absolutely. Like they have to have hotels for 52 people. Everyone gets their, gets their own room, 52 people for, I don't know, two months. If it was a regional, like, like regular season bubble, three months, I don't think the players would sign off on that. Um, it would cost a boatload of money. They'd have to have testing. They have a lot of infrastructure. Um, it, it's just, it's weird. I, I don't think they're going to, they could do that. Um, I mean, that, they could do it. I just don't okay. think that it would happen. Sure, they could. Will they is a different question. 
Um, so what do you think happens next year? I honestly, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think because it's really we don't know. I mean, this year has been such a shit show that literally anything can happen between now and the end of the year. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I only really see it going two ways. Uh, either there's a vaccine or a vaccine which proves effective and at some point in the near future and things go relatively back to normal slowly. You know, you have to wear a mask going to the arena. You have to prove that you've been vaccinated, something like that. Um, And maybe they play in empty arenas uh, and testing is only every week or something and they don't do a bubble or they do this bubble again or they don't play. I guess those are three options. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like four regional bubbles or maybe a division bubble so would that be six bubbles but then you're just playing the same team over and over again yeah i mean you could also they have private planes right so you could travel between bubbles and that might be interesting um so you have like a regional hub and then you just have teams swap regional hubs like you could do it Um, yeah and and, but they would have to stay within the bubble it's not like they can go home when they're not correct correct or anything uh i really think that depends on how uh, what the numbers are for this season, for this playoff. I actually yeah. haven't seen that if the TV viewership is good. It's been up. I mean, sure, it's been up, but has it been significantly better? Um, there's a new uh, US TV deal on the on the line here. So they need it, the numbers need to be really good. And are they it, trying to sign with ESPN? They're trying to sign with anyone who will take them. They're trying to make a non-exclusive agreement. Right now, it's an exclusive agreement with NBC. So it's NBC or NBCSN, and that's it. And they're trying to sign a non-exclusive thing. If ESPN will offer them some amount of money and NBC will offer them some money, they can do something more like the NFL has where you see games on Fox and CBS and NBC. Um, Put it back on the OLN, baby. Sure. OLN, yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember OLN. Yes, baseball is not kind of working because they had a mini outbreak recently um, with the Miami Marlins. Well, but that that hasn't happened recently. I I assume is what my mom is saying. Um, I mean, it happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I I don't know if baseball. I'm not going to comment. I have not been following that. I just know. I just saw the Facebook headlines. but, like, I don't know what baseball is doing if they're doing kind of bubble to bubble. I think what makes more sense not, is to have. There are no, there are mo- no hub cities. They're literally bubbles. traveling. They're literally traveling to every stadium. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think if you limit it to like six stadiums and uh, just play games like that, I think it could be fine. And then you can do intra bubble travel. Sure. Yeah. That's a word. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Um, anything else before we sign off? No, just I'm enjoying playoffs. It's so oh, right that's now. the last it's thing been, I wanted to talk about. It's been fun. The hockey's so good. It really is. These guys are so good. I I am a hockey truther. I've always been a hockey truther. I don't understand other sports when compared to hockey. There's so many things that don't make sense. I understand that. Um, and I just I don't I don't understand how people don't watch hockey like it's so good. Um, 
Yeah. Well, Patrick, good point on that, but uh, if it's it, private planes. Read it out. Oh, sorry, Patrick. It is private planes, like owned by the teams. With like they would just travel with the team, stay in the hotel with them. But sometimes they rent the planes from other teams, so that might actually be an issue. Um, I guess it would depend on the team. I I mean, you just um, say. Can you hear me? Okay, by the way. You can't. You're hear me. a little delayed, but okay, one sec. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean the the. I had some technical issues. Um, the, the the planes, I don't I don't think that's a big deal. Like you just say, okay, this is now the bubble plane, and you just have one plane that or two planes that flies in between the bubbles, and those are the pilots for the NHL. And the oh, NHL so it's not, hires it's all not that. the team. It's, it's not, not the, the team, team plane. plane. Or you plane. can do the team plane, and gotcha. uh, you can do that too. But that seems un, you know unreasonable. Just charter a giant flight, like they do it anyways. Uh, if the owner, yeah. I'm sh- okay. This is going to sound ridiculous. There's 32 NHL owners or 31 that would take a part in this. One of them has a private plane. <laughs> Just say, okay, pilots. Not, crew, not a, not a, not a plane big enough to fly a team. Though. Why not? I bet you they do. I bet you they do. These dudes are rich. Okay. <laughs> so yeah um i think that's what they should do they should have bubble planes and i think they should have uh regional hub city bubbles it ooh, what's that um and they should have what there's how many, chair, sorry. how many divisions are there four yeah there's four divisions four. where you have eight teams in each bubble and then you have intra bubble games um and I, the players would be more okay with it because they would be traveling to different bubbles and it would be, it wouldn't be in the same hotel room for two months. You'd be in different hotel rooms for two months, which I assume is Exciting. better. Is better. Um, the NHL has some advantages where they can pick cities like Toronto or Edmonton, where they have a bunch of stuff in the, the one area, like the sharks would kind of work. Uh, because there isn't anything really in between SAP Center and the Fairmont, which is where most people um, stay, most teams stay. But there's a little bit of the, that whole San or was it, the Guadalupe River Park. Santana Row. No, not Santana Row. Not not Santana Row. No, it's just that's a distraction. Oh, that it's like well, right there, I mean, the Fairmont. The Fairmont's not in that Santana Row. The, oh, you're thinking of um, San Pedro Square. Yeah. Uh, but like L.A. has an L.A. live area. Um, Vegas has that, although they are the worst bubble in the world for obvious reasons. Um, yep. They could just stick it in Edmonton if it keeps working. Vancouver has a downtown arena with multiple hotels right next to it. Um, they, they could do it. I think four regional bubbles makes a lot of sense. The question is, are the numbers for this playoff good enough to justify the cost for the bubbles. I guess we'll see after the playoffs. I guess we'll see after the playoffs. Uh, lastly, my mom says, I want to buy a cutout of myself for the Shark Tank. Um, there are no cutouts. You can be the first. 
let your rep know. I'm sure they'll take your money. Uh, <laughs> uh, but let's hope there's a vaccine. None of this matters. Yeah. Um, I trim Ralph. my beard. Are you going to trim your hair? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I wanted to play hockey in it before cut again, but I'm getting mm. real sick of it. So. Um, San Mateo is not doing the best in terms of uh, social distancing, but I hear Vacaville is doing very good social distancing. Um, I'll drive to Vacaville to play hockey. I will too. So maybe we should do that. Um, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, now my mom's going to chime in saying, don't do that. But uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Pucks and Deep. Um, are we going to stick to seven or go to six? What do you think? I like seven because I can eat dinner. Sure. But we had so Keith many. was right all along, but I wanted to tell him that I hate him. We had so many fewer viewers this time live. I guess we can take a poll. Yeah, let's take a poll. Y'all can comment on something or message me or I don't know. We'll <laughs> Talk figure to it me. out. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye.